You're about to watch our midweek leadership talk with Cowboy Junction Church. We hope that you're encouraged as you listen to this to grow and become a limitless leader in a world full of limits. And Jesus, I just pray that you would do what you do. Speak to us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess as long as I can ever remember, I, I've always been a dreamer. Um, I guess as a kid, I used to take showers. And in the showers, I used to take 30-minute showers just because I had to be in there winning a football game or, <laughs> or uh, you know, doing something awesome. big. Or it just, I just loved shower time. And, and it was hilarious. I love just dreaming. I love just dreaming. I guess when I went to Phoenix, I really learned how to focus my dreams and to be more specific. That, that it, I, I started dreaming about being used by God. But it wasn't just, you know, just, you know, I want to be used by God. I began to just dream about a cowboy church someday. I began to dream about reaching the rodeo community. I began to be more specific in my dreams, but I've always been a dreamer. But today I want to talk to you about the, the, the good things and the bad things about being a dreamer. Because as a leader, you're going to have to have vision. Right. If you don't have vision, it's going to be very difficult to find the fuel and the for the energy required to be the leader that God's called you to be. Because let's just face it. Uh, there's a lot of flash in the pan stuff. You know, flash in the pan is the old term of, hey, you, you put something in a pan, you light it, and it blows up really quick, and it's awesome, but come back 15 seconds later, and it's already burned away. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be a dreamer, you've got to keep the fire lit. You, and if anything, if anything, if it's transforming your physical body, you've got to keep the fire lit. If it's transforming your mind, you've got to keep the fire lit. If it's whatever it is, it's your marriage, you've got to keep the fire lit. If it's raising kids, everybody wants to have kids, and then you get kids and, and they wear on you a little bit. Not not bad, not in a bad way, but you've got to keep the fire lit. You've got to, I mean, there's all kinds of things that as a leader, in ministry especially, think about this. Some people would think, oh my gosh, you're doing God's work. Surely you don't have to have much of an excitement. And the fact is that, that even ministry can become a job. Right. right. You know, right. you can be a greeter at, a, at at the church, and and you get that phone call at night. You didn't think you were up, and you're up, and you thought you were going to get to watch TV tonight, or you thought you were going to get to do something, and now you find yourself getting dressed. Not just dressed, but you find yourself having to put on something nice because you're a greeter, and it just shifted. Have you guys ever gone through yeah. the shift before, yeah. to where it's not. A ministry, it's an obligation now. Wow. And you've got to be careful. We're all, we all need to be sharpened and sparked in the vision that we have. And so back to the dreamer thing, back to having vision. I've always, always just had a fire in me to dream big, dream big. But today I want to just tell you that um, I think this word that I'm about to give you today is our word for 2019. Okay? And, and the word... The word is, um, it's, it's so important, it's about dreaming. Um, dreamers are amazing people, but if you're going to be around a dreamer, you're going to have to be a dreamer too. Yeah. If you're going to marry a dreamer, you're going to have to be a dreamer too. Right. You can't, you can't, no, you cannot be a dreamer. You can't just, you can't be a dreamer and be married to a dreamer or be around a dreamer because at some point, you can actually weigh the dream down. And so, the first thing is you've got to have agreement. You, you have to have agreement. You have to have agreement. There has to be a moment that a husband and wife says, that's the direction we're going. That's the direction we're going. There has to be a moment a church turns and says, that's the direction yeah. we're going. There has to be a moment that everybody, everybody says, I love where we're going with this. And, and we've had people in our church who didn't get it at first, okay? 
okay? Didn't understand why we were going to start a school. And they took a little longer, but they finally saw what we were doing. Agreement is everything. And if someone can't be in agreement with the dream, it's okay for them to go. Because they need to go somewhere where they can get a, to be a part of the dream. Right. right. Okay? So agreement is most important thing. I want to be around people who who are prepared to be dreamers too. Yeah. Okay? But let's go let's go different. The word for 2019 is we're gonna put a clock on it. Because one of the things that I noticed about this weekend watching football, have y'all ever saw I love football. Football is intense. Football football is strategy. Football football some people don't like it because it's it's like y'all just played for three seconds and then you were done. Oh no no if you played football you know that it was strategy, strategy and explosiveness, and it was a plan, and it was it was everything. I love that about football. Then you went and regrouped, and you tried a different plan. I love football, but do you guys know how boring football would be if you didn't have a clock? Right. Mm. Clock. Yeah. True. Let's think about this for a minute. Yeah, it's true. How boring would football be if it wasn't for the clock? But what makes football exciting and what makes football strategic is when you put a clock on it. And a clock is everything when it comes to football. And you know what it's also important to? A lot of people dream, but they don't have a clock on their dream. And a, and a clock is what makes a dream turn into a goal. And if I'm not careful, one of the things about me being a dreamer is we don't put a clock on it. And we talk about dreaming, and we talk about what we're going to do, and we talk about where we're going to go, and we talk about how we're going to do it. And one day we're going to do this, and one day we're going to do this. And, and you know what? That is exciting when you first hear about the dream. When someone comes in and says, we're going to do this, and you go, oh my gosh, how do you come up with these dreams? They're amazing. But after six years of dreaming, <laughs> people get tired of the dream. Who wants to be pregnant forever? <laughs> Seriously. And I don't mean the kind of pregnant to where, you know, a lady comes and says, if, if it was up to me, I'd have a child every year. I think that's cool. I think that's way cool. I think there's women who are gifted to that. But you know what she's not saying? She's not saying, I want to carry a baby for 12 years. Right. She's saying, I want to carry a baby. And I want to carry it to term. And when the time comes for it to be born, when the time comes for it to be born, I want to see that baby and I want to be that baby's mama. And then I want to turn around and I'll have another baby. And we're going to carry that baby to full term. And when that baby's ready to be born, we're going to have that baby. But what she's not saying is, I want to be, I want to be a mom. And I want to just carry a baby forever. And I'll just carry that baby for the rest of my life. No, you've got to put a clock on it. Yeah. Who wants to be pregnant for the rest of their life? And no man, no man wants to be married to a woman who's going to carry a baby for all of their marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah. Have the baby. And the same thing goes true as a leader. If we keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep saying what we're going to do and keep saying what we're going to do, we're just dreamers. But we don't have goals. Wow. And a so clock good. is the very thing that changes a dream to a goal. So and I think it's very important that, as, can you imagine what it's like to be a part of a church that all they ever do is dream? Come on, let's think about this. Yeah. Because we talk about dreaming. And we talk about having a dream. But at some point, you lose people because they never see the finished dream right. become reality. Yeah, really good. And that's something that the Lord's really been put on my heart, that to dream is a great thing. To dream is wonderful. 
But to put a clock on it really puts you in a place to where then you can move on to the next season of dreaming that God has for your life and the next season of goal setting and the next season of strategy and the next season, which then you put a clock on it too. And all of a sudden you, you, you've moved from being a dreamer to a goal setter. Uh, putting a clock on your dreams are very important. If you can't get there in a time that you pray about, then something's wrong. It really is. You have to put a clock on it. Um, so the first thing is we have to have agreement. This is the direction we're going. Second thing is you've got to put a clock on it. But, but the third one is this. Ambigu- ambiguity is very dangerous to dreamers. And ambiguity is the vagueness that comes with a lot of people's dreams. Like, for instance, if you were to think, um, here's an ambiguity dream. I want to be a better person. 2019 is coming around and I want to be a better person. Well, what the heck does that mean? Right. You know, seriously, I want to be a better person. Well, that's just dreaming. But when you turn and you say, you know what, the people around me, my family and I, have had a split. This isn't my family, this is your family, okay? And, and, <laughs> and, and my family and I, we are not as close as we used to be. And in 2019, I want to spend more time with my mom. In 2019, I want to concentrate on focusing on my kids a little bit more. I want to give them the best of my day. And you know what you just did? You weren't ambiguous. You were very strategic in what you were wanting to focus on. And for a dreamer, you can go in and say things that really mean nothing. And you find yourself at the end of a season no more different than when you entered that season. Ambiguity is dangerous. when, when, when businesses turn and say, you know, we're going to concentrate on more customer service. <laughs> well, that's a, great, that's a great goal. That's a great thing to say. However, to be strategic and to understand that I have no data to back up whether we're winning or not. Where's the data? And to be data collectors and to look into what you're doing and to ask the question, are we winning or not? Let me just take finances. Everybody understands finances. If we right now set a goal of where we wanted to be at the end of 2017 and where we're at at 2018, just from looking at your checking account, you can see whether or not you took your dreams serious. Because there's some choices that had to be made. Starbucks or not. Okay? Walmart or Albertsons. You know? It is, there was choices that had to be made. Would you agree? Vacation or not, okay? And it's all of these things that you have to pay attention that you can say, by the end of the year, I want this much money saved up in the bank. But that is dreaming, and it's ambiguous. But if you get down, what is it? Ambiguous. Ambiguous. I'm getting closer. Yeah. The the dream (laughs) turns into a goal whenever you all of a sudden put data behind it. And the data is you collecting. Like, let's go back to the statement, we just want a better customer service. As a church, don't you think we want good customer service? Right. Yeah. But how do you measure that? Right. And you have to ask that as a leader. And you have to ask that in in your department. Because the assumption is everybody looks happy. But there are ways to look at whether you're winning in your leadership or not. Number one, I think, as a pastor, I have to look at how many people did we baptize this year? Do y'all know that's the first act of obedience after salvation? 
And you could have 400 salvations in a year. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But if you have three baptisms, are you following through on the dreaming you're doing? And you may not have 400 baptisms, but you've got to know where the win is. Right. Same thing goes with um, uh, return, return folk. Folks, that if they walk in the door once, that's a win. But do you know if they walk in the door twice? That's huge. How do you measure that? And are you measuring that? Clay's doing really something awesome in our, in our giving. Uh, when he took over the giving at Cowboy Junction, uh, uh, as far as the strategy of, of, of keeping our finances in order, Clay automatically picked up um, and came to me and he said, we're going to start honoring our first-time givers. Now imagine this. Someone comes to Cowboy Junction, considers this place their home, and they give financially for the very first time. Doesn't matter the size, doesn't matter what it is. They went and got a, a, a card or an envelope, got, a, got wrote a check, whatever it may be. And if it's their very first time to give, they, Clay sends them a letter from us thanking them, telling them how blessed we are that they would, that they would uh, how, how does believe it go? Believe in the mission Believe in the mission and vision of Cowboy Junction. Uh, we don't take what you did lightly. It, it's a really great letter, and every first-time giver gives. Now, at the end of the year, Clay has a record of everyone who participated in first-time giving, and we're able to follow up with them. And the other day, I, I participated in a survey, and the survey asked, how are you at following up and having the data to know who your uh, first-time givers are? And I said, I, I got Clay, and he gave me the number, and we sent the number in. We were one of the very few churches who ever kept a record of that. Now, why would you not keep that? Because finances is touchy. Finances is iffy. What if, what, if someone gave an offering and then got a letter in the mail, could they get offended? You know, people get offended over everything. People get mad over everything. But if they get mad in your encouragement and if they get mad over your... Uh, uh, how else would you say it? Your thumbs up, your encouragement. We're glad you're a part of us. You can't get upset about that. As a leader, just the fact that we are very strategic in that kind of data shows the things that we value around here. And see, we could automatically think, well, that's none of our business. We don't do anything like that. We just kind of let God control it all. And we're doing that at the same time we're collecting data. And we're following through on uh, these important things that take place. So as a leader, I think it's very easy, especially in spiritual things like we do here at church. We can just kind of float yeah. and hope we're doing good and think we're doing good. And the fact is, is that at some point we have to stop and pause and think if we're being vague. You know, just we don't know. We don't know. Or if we're being strategic because there is a difference between being a dreamer and being a leader. And, and I think that's very important for us to realize. Yeah. Um, man, for 2019, don't be surprised when I turn to you and celebrate our dreams, but don't be surprised if I turn to you and say, what's the clock on it? What's the clock on it? And, and I would suggest right now, you have a pretty good answer for what your clock on it is. Okay? There you go. It's good.